Love your enemies. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Two powerful challenges that Jesus places before us in today's Gospel reading. But who are our enemies? Do we create them? Do we maintain hostility toward them? How can we recognize the other we have created and encounter them for who they truly are, children of God? Divisions and factions. To say that our nation and culture is in a time of great division and polarity would be an understatement. Throughout our lives, we encounter events, ideas, and behaviors that tempt us to create barriers between ourselves and others. Are these people then our enemies? Our hostility and distrust may be the results of differing political viewpoints. Do we have a neighbor down the street, or even right next door, still proudly displaying signs and flags in support of a candidate from elections past, from either side of the political aisle? When someone approaches us to earnestly and enthusiastic share with us a different political view, do we react by withdrawing, judging and labeling? We may be tempted to think, surely they are confused. They don't see things as they truly are. They are simple. They are gullible. As precarious as mentioning our political divide, how much more are current health challenges? To wear a mask or not? To receive a vaccine or not? These questions are tearing at the fabric of our families and community. My heart aches for a good friend whose brothers and sisters have become enemies as they have found their father hospitalized. Fingers are pointed at each other. Blame is placed. In this crisis now more than ever, would that the siblings come together to pray and to support one another. Instead, they share hatred and jealousy. Perhaps our divisions had come from differences in faith, disappointments in a family member's continuing poor choices, or disagreements and wounds in the workplace. Are these then our enemies? Have you ever had an event so significant that it becomes etched in your mind? Do you remember where you were when you heard of the assassination of JFK, or the death of Elvis, or maybe the space shuttle explosion? Perhaps for some in the younger generation, it would be the passing of Kurt Cobain. An event can touch us so deeply, they become pressed upon us, burned into our memories. I expect that each of us has such an experience. Perhaps it was a joyful occasion, such as the birth of a child. I remember vividly, with crystal clarity, the rain hitting the window as our first child, Eleanor, was born. Our experience may be that of the loss of a loved one. The stillness of the room, the texture of the fabric of the chair in which I was sitting, the look on our daughter Abby's face as my wife's mother, Sylvia, passed away. Have we experienced a significant event that struck us so profoundly that they have created an enemy seemingly beyond reconciliation? I have. It was a beautiful day. The sun was shining, and both my face and my heart were warm as I left my young family that day to go to work. As I walked into the building, 
my friend Eric rushed me to share the news. Surely he was wrong. How could something so terrible have happened? Who could have done such a thing? As a UPS delivery driver, my assigned route that day was the mall, Fox River Mall, up in Appleton. It seemed strange, surreal, like a scene from a science fiction movie. Instead of the seemingly never-ending hustle and bustle of mall walkers and shoppers, the huge building was empty. All the stores were closed and the place was deserted except for the occasional passing of a mall security vehicle. As eerie as the emptiness was, however, the silence of the sky was greater. While the mall was but a short distance from Appleton International Airport, not a single plane passed overhead. Funny how easy it is to tune out the drone of constant air traffic, but how stark the silence when they are absent. The day was September 11th, 2001. The events of that day affected our nation deeply. Many of you too remember that day with crystal clarity. It affected me deeply. It changed how I saw the world. I succumbed to the temptation to create a group of people, one person in particular, that was an enemy. For me, the people behind the attack were unworthy of the love which Jesus had called me to share with others. I wrestled with this anger. I wanted to rise up against those who would take part in such an attack. Anger and a sense of injustice are perhaps to be expected, but what I was feeling was more, something darker. It was unhealthy. I prayed and sought guidance. I was blessed to be able to confide in a priest who was also a good friend. When I spoke of my anger, perhaps even hatred for a specific person, he simply said, he is still a man. He is still a man. God created each and every one of us. Perhaps this then is the first step in recognizing that despite our divisions or sometimes perceived irreconcilable differences, we can come to the place Jesus calls us to, to love our enemies. Can we see each other as Jesus does, as beloved children of God? In the book of Genesis, we read, God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Each of us is created in the image of God and has an inherent dignity and value that despite our choices, what we do or say, what our beliefs and divisions are, can never be lost. Perhaps David recognized this dignity in today's first reading from Samuel. Saul had pursued David into the desert of Ziph with the intentions of eliminating him. Surely, if anyone could consider another an enemy, it would have been David towards Saul. When given the chance to kill Saul with his very own spear, David showed mercy instead. He declares, Today, though the Lord delivered you into my grasp, I would not harm the Lord's anointed. Recognizing then that by our creation as children of God, we are endowed with an inalienable dignity and value, we are called to respond in mercy to those who would be an enemy or an other. Jesus says in today's gospel, 
To the person who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other one as well. And stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Jesus sets the bar even harder when he says, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. I can honestly say that on my own, this calling to be merciful and to love our enemies to such great depths is beyond me. Perhaps on our own, it is beyond any of us. The good news is, we are not expected to do it on our own. Through our baptism and continued conversion to holiness, we say yes to Jesus, to allow Jesus to act in and through us. We draw upon Jesus' strength and respond to the movements of the Holy Spirit, who is love itself. Through the reception of the the sacrament of the Eucharist, we receive the body and blood of Jesus. Through the scriptures, we read what we are called to do. Through Jesus, the very word made flesh, we see the perfect image of God at work. As soon as we come forward to receive, may we pray that through our union with Jesus, we receive the strength, courage, and wisdom to respond to his words in today's gospel, to love your enemies and be merciful as your, just as your Father is merciful. As we face challenges this week, be they as significant as a 9-11 or a simple frustration with a friend, family member, or neighbor, may we look upon the image of Jesus and our Father's loving example to not see someone as an enemy or an other, but just as we are, beloved children of God.